0: man we live in hyper competitive environments i don't think enough men understand how competitive the world is if you want the girl you're competing against other men you're not the only man who had the idea of getting that girl there's no girl you're going to see and go oh i'll get that girl and didn't cross anyone else's mind everybody else wants her you have to outcompete other men you have to be as competitive as possible you have to be as successful as possible in all realms you have to be as good looking as funny as smart as spontaneous as interesting as charismatic as rich as possible you need to try very hard to be your absolute best and as you become a better man, you'll crack through different tiers of attractiveness and eventually you get to the top and you'll be able to have any girl you want. The game is rigged to become harder and harder for men. It's not getting easier, it's going the other way. And if you're gonna be on a racetrack and there's gonna be Ferraris there, and you're gonna be on a pedal bike or in a Nissan, you're gonna get smoked. That's the game. I'd like to tell you about the strangest secret in the world. Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was being interviewed in London and a reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? And the great doctor was silent a moment, and then he said, Men simply don't think. It's about this that I want to talk with you. We live today in a golden age. This is an era that man has looked forward to, dreamed of, and worked toward for thousands of years. But since it's here, we pretty well take it for granted. We in America are particularly fortunate to live in the richest land that ever existed on the face of the earth, a land of abundant opportunity for everyone. But do you know what happens? Well, let's take a hundred men who start even at the age of twenty-five. Do you have any idea what will happen to those men by the time they're sixty-five? These one hundred men who all start even at the age of twenty-five believe they're going to be successful. If you ask any one of these men if he wanted to be a success, he'd tell you he did. And you'd notice that he was eager toward life, that there was a certain sparkle to his eye, an erectness to his carriage, and life seemed like a pretty interesting adventure to him. But by the time they're sixty-five. One will be rich. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Kit Sheared podcast, Hello, of people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and I want to welcome you in to the evening show. So, I know I've been gone the last couple of days. I was visiting some family, helping to move in, do all that good stuff. But You know, I might touch on that a little bit, but... What I really want to talk about this evening is a really uncomfortable reality that, as a man especially, I see myself and other men go through, I think women go through it as well, just not in exactly the same way. So, the title of this show, as you've seen already, is Stop Competing and Start Creating. Now, why would I say a thing like that? Well, it all comes down to the simple reality that the great Earl Nightingale discussed. He was the guy in the second clip. Very wise, very insightful. He was a friend of Napoleon Hill. And I want to discuss this idea of competition because we live in a very competitive society and I'm very competitive myself. It's very natural to compete against other people and compare ourselves to our peers it's very easy to say hey whether it's you're in high school you're in college you're in the corporate world you see people who you think oh jeff's really good jeff's making a lot of money or peter's making a lot of money and i should be able to make the same amount too it's not fair i'm not good enough you compare yourself to other people now it's natural it's unavoidable to a certain extent the problem is in our attempt to be better And compete with other men in the marketplace. I'll I'll speak about this from the male perspective. Because I'm not a woman. And I'm I'm not going to attempt to speak from a female point of view. But as a man. Whether it's competing for women. Competing for wages. Competing for whatever it is I view as mine. And I want. And I view as something that I will lay claim to. It's very easy to... In the spirit of competition, try to drag someone else down at the expense of personal growth. It's very easy to say, hey, instead of building myself up, I'm going to try to tear my competition down. And you might not even say it in the way that I just say it or think about it in the way that I just explained it. It'll be more like, I'm going to try to kneecap the competition. I'm going to try to humble him. I'm going to try to bring him down off his pedestal. That kind of mentality. Now, that might work against that one person. But you've just robbed yourself of personal growth. And a lot of people do this in the spirit of fear. They do this because they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of shooting for the moon and not hitting it. So they'd rather just play it safe and try to kneecap someone else. But what I want to do for you right now is I want to show you a list of people, very famous people who saw massive success very shortly after they failed, quote unquote. Number one on the list, it says here's the world is full of successful failures. And I touched on this a little bit on my earlier show that I did a couple hours ago. But here's what I want to I want to share with you this list because it's very easy to look at people who are successful, right? Whether it's celebrities, entrepreneurs, sometimes people you know in your personal life and you see them and you see them winning, but you didn't see them in the trenches. You didn't see them when they were down and out, barely able to pay their bills. They were struggling. You didn't see that, but when now you see them winning and you think that they've just had a smooth ride and it's been easy. <laughs> no, no, that's not true at all. And I wanna share with you a couple famous examples. Example one, Walt Disney. Yes, you heard me right. It says, did you know that Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star because he, his editor felt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas? This was the editor of where he worked at said he lacked imagination and had no good ideas Walt Disney the founder of the Disney Corporation yes says did you know that Walt Disney formed his first animation company in Kansas City in 1921 and made a deal with, the distribu- with a distribution company in which he would ship his cartoons to New York and get paid six months later Unsurprisingly, he was forced to dissolve this his company because it could not pay rent and was reportedly surviving on dog food. Again, this is Walt Disney. Eventually, he went to be nominated for 59 Academy Awards and is the greatest animator of our time. But look, he was not able to pay rent and living on dog food, supposedly. But he's one of the most infamous people of our time, if not the entire modern history. Walt Disney. Next example, Stephen King. Now, I don't like Stephen King's political views at all. But as an author, he's undeniably very talented. But he's our second example. One of his most successful books, Carrie, was rejected by 30, not one, not two, not three, 30 publishers. One of whom told him that he told that negative utopias do not sell. Tell that to the number of movies that have been made off this man. One of the most successful authors of our time. After so many rejections, Stephen King reportedly gave up and threw his manuscript in the garbage. Luckily, his wife retrieved it and urged him to have another go. And he eventually published Carrie and the rest is history. Again, this he was told he was no good. Not by one, but by 30 different publishers. I can relate to this to an extent. I'm—my My first book is coming out a week from right now. And I've reached out to bookstores, I've reached out to people, and no one's being like, oh my gosh, this is so great, I can't wait to publish you. No, nobody's doing that, and I don't expect them to. But you gotta be on your own team. Oprah is number three. Yes, the same Oprah. Oprah was born into working class poverty. She was the daughter of a teenage low-income mother and was pregnant at 14. Even after her, she scored a job as a journalist, things weren't easy. One of her first jobs in TV abruptly ended after the producer declared that she was unfit for television, Oprah. Again, these are very famous examples of people who were down, out, down, bad, had difficult times and now they're names that you immediately would recognize or at least be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that person. Yeah, it wasn't easy for them. They had to work for it. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. Twelve major publishers rejected Harry Potter before he got published, and now the rest is history. Bill Gates, number five. One of the world's wealthiest men struggled to find his niche earlier on. Says he started Taft- Travodata, a data company that created reports for roadway engineers from raw traffic data with two other businessmen the company did achieve a measure of success but generated by generating some income but allegedly the machine did not build. So in other words he failed initially. but it didn't stop him. And from this failure of this traffic data company he found in Microsoft. But again, he didn't just win immediately. It took him time. He failed. and L is half a W. Colonel Sanders. Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, that's him. He was rejected by over a thousand people. <laughs> Again, these are only six examples of people that you would recognize by their name alone. Are infamous, and yet they were down. They had rough, and it was difficult for them. But they didn't stop competing. They just kept creating. They stopped competing against other people and started competing against themselves. The man in the mirror was the competition, not other people. I don't see a single example of someone saying, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta do better than X person or Y person." No, no. They hunkered down, they said, I refuse to give up. They had definiteness of purpose. They didn't give up. They put their backs into everything. They doubled down when stuff was tough and they got paid out so big. Now, I know you're probably thinking, Austin, but that's, that's Walt Disney. That's Stephen King. That's, that's Bill Gates. That's not me. I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not Walt Disney. Why? What do you mean you're not those people? Okay. Why would you say a thing like that? You're not struggling. Do you not have ambition? You don't have drive? You don't have a vision? My friends, start creating. If you're not creating something, this is a very big consumer marketplace. Whether it's TikTok videos, books, articles online, there is a market for everything out here. Everything. So what's stopping you? Look, I know it's easy to feel like you're competing against the biggest names in the business. I sometimes feel that myself. Guess what? That only motivates me to work harder, not less. I'm working harder. I'm working smarter. Because that's what I want to do. I love doing this stuff. I know it's really easy to sit back and say, oh, you know, send it. I can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. But don't take that lying down. Do not take the easy way out. I know it's really easy to be tempted to just give up. And when someone tells you that you can do it and that you can do it and that you're going to do it and it's going to be great and all this stuff, your first reaction is usually... Stop lying! But it's... It's the truth. That's why... It's called the strangest secret in the world because it's not actually a secret that you will become what you think about. Do you think about how you're limited, how you're lacking, how you can't do something? Why? Because you're the only one telling yourself that. And it's really easy to when you hear the self-help stuff or you read it or you see it online, it's really easy to get caught up in that and immediately to say, Stop lying! But it's not a lie. It only seems really far-fetched because you're not expanding your frame of mind. You're not ready to receive it. Your mind is a very fertile place. And just like the earth, it does not discriminate against poison or prosperity. You could be planting a cash crop or a deadly poison. Doesn't matter. It will give you what you give it. If you tell your mind I can do whatever I set my mind to, I know exactly what I want to do, and I'm going for it, and nothing is going to stop me. Your mind will get you there. But if you're out here saying, "Oh, I can't do it because of this," "I can't do it because of that," or you say something like this, one thing to sure though, can't blame this one on white man. What I'm saying, of course I can. You're limiting yourself. You are robbing yourself of potential growth, and I hate to see that. Because you can do what you set your mind to. It's not going to be easy. But anything worth doing is hard. If it was easy, everyone and their grandma would do it. But they're not. Because it's not easy. But there is so much to gain from investing in yourself and never giving up. My friends, stop competing against other people and just start creating. Do Outdo yourself. Don't focus on what other people are doing. You can't control that. You can control how you respond to it and what you do about it. That's what you can control. And that's what I would encourage you to to focus on. Otherwise, you're just going to be going in a circle and you're going to be going down the drain and wasting time. I don't want you to waste time. I want you to put every second to good use. My friends start investing in yourself, stop competing against other people and start creating for yourself. You will be shocked by how much your life changes when you have a purpose and you start thinking positively about stuff. Instead of thinking on lacking and limitation on why you can't, focus on why you can and why you will. Change your mindset. My friends, God bless you. Bless your family. God bless America. Let's get it out here. Let's not give in to what's easy or what's convenient. Let's work hard because that is where success lies, not in being subservient or conforming, but in being courageous and blazing our own trail. All right. Peace out. I'm out of here.